Hello. I woke up this morning with a raging eye infection, and I've actually never had one before, or at least not in my teen and adult life. I've never had one. Let me tell you, it's very unpleasant. Like, this shit hurts, okay? My right eyeball, and in fact, the whole right side of my face is just throbbing. It hurts so bad. I bring this up so that when you're sitting at home today or sitting wherever you're sitting today, listening to this episode, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're at work, maybe you're at school. When you're sitting and listening to this podcast today, just imagine me with an extremely swollen right eyeball. Don't imagine me just sitting all cute in my bed, you know, looking normal. Imagine me with a very swollen right eyeball. I just wanted to paint that picture for you all. Now we can begin the episode. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche bar featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Prime. Whether it's a hobby, a side hustle, or simply your favorite pastime, Amazon Prime doesn't just help facilitate your passions. It helps you find new ones as well. I'm always going through phases with hobbies. Sometimes I go through a phase where I love sewing. Sometimes I go through a phase where I like taking cool photos. Sometimes I have a phase where I'm really into watercoloring. Whenever I have a good idea, I hop on Amazon and order all of the equipment that I need, and it shows up so fast so I can just jump into my new hobby while the passion is still alive. Whatever you're into or getting into, you can find it on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. In today's episode, we are doing our third installment and our final installment of a three-part series that I've done about this culture shift that I've been feeling coming slash happening. In the first two episodes, I touched on social media and then I touched on celebrity culture slash celebrities. And in today's episode, I'm touching on trends. Trends meaning what's popping off? I'm so sorry. I regret saying it, but I'm going to leave it in because it's good for you guys to know that sometimes I'm cringe. You know, like we need to... We need to be realistic here. I, I usually like when I'm recording my podcast and I say something cringe, I just tell my editor to cut it. But I've decided that 
I'm done with that. I'm going to start leaving in me being cringe so that we can all lower our expectations about my coolness. Okay? So I'm going to start leaving in my cringe stuff. So yeah, as I said, trends are what's popping off. Okay? <laughs> no. Um, the actual definition of a trend, specifically in culture, is a specific look or expression that is spread across a population at a specific time and place. A trend is considered a more, what the fuck is that word? Ephemeral. Sorry, I'm Googling what that word means because I don't know what that word is. Oh, even Google doesn't know. Okay, so see, that's a sign. Ephemeral. Ephemeral, okay. A trend is considered a more ephemeral look. Ephemeral meaning lasting for a very short time. Not defined by the seasons when collections are released by the fashion industry. So trends are something that are strictly dictated by the people and what they're into at a given moment. And I feel like in the past, you know, throughout history, trends have seemed very distinct. You know, when you look at the 60s, for example, you might think of the sort of hippie trend, if you will. That's like a very generic example, but I mean, it was a real thing that happened. Or maybe if you look at the 70s, you know, you might think of the disco trend. And if you think of the 80s, you might think of the neon colors and geometric shapes. Like for every decade leading up to now, there's been very distinct trends happening with clothing, most obviously, but also with other things. Throughout history, there's been trend cycles with food as well, with appearance, hair, makeup, home decor, cars. Like there's been trends with everything. It's not just with clothing. It's not just with fashion. If you think about every decade up until now, you could probably point out the different trends that were happening during that time pretty easily. And those trends were pretty distinct. Or if you didn't know about what trends were going on during a certain decade, you could Google it and look at images and, and find very distinct aesthetics happening, right? Like you could find very distinct trends happening. Whereas you look at today and I don't know what the biggest trends of today are. I couldn't point out one specific trend of the 2020s. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much going on. There's so many different trends happening at once. And there have already been so many trends come and go throughout the 2020s that I couldn't pinpoint one specific thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some micro trends that have happened that I would say are distinct, but they've come and gone so quickly that I have a hard time believing that they're going to make their stamp in history like the way that trends used to back in the day. Before we go any further, I'm going to explain the life cycle of a trend, okay? It starts out with an introduction to the people, okay? 
something can't become a trend if it's never introduced to the general public. So usually this introduction will come from a celebrity or somebody who's influential, right? They'll do something, they'll wear something, they'll post about something. That's step one. Step two is that consumers, us, look at that one thing and are like, oh, I kind of like that. Like, I want that. So then we all go out and we buy it. The third stage is that this trend peaks. It hits its peak. The amount of people that are going to buy it have bought it. Like, it's it's reached its point where it's the most popular that it's ever going to be for this time, right? Then inevitably, because so many people have it, Stage four is that it starts to decline and people no longer think it's cool. They're no longer excited about it because they either bought it and ended up getting bored of it and just like getting rid of it or they never really quite understood the trend and they never quite liked the trend. So they never participated and they're continuing to not participate as the trend declines and they're actually excited to see it go. And then stage five is that whatever this trend is, becomes completely rejected. People don't like it. It becomes very uncool to have this thing because it's already run through its life cycle. And if you have it or you're participating in it, at this point, you are now out of fashion and you are late. And that's the trend cycle. Now, in history, Trend cycles, I believe, used to be more distinct and more long-lasting because this trend life cycle took a lot longer to happen. Let me explain. Prior to the internet age, prior to the social media age, a trend would be introduced to the public probably by some sort of media. Maybe it was a magazine. Maybe it was something on TV, maybe it was a radio station, whatever. Something would be introduced to the public. And then slowly but surely, consumers would hear about it. But people used to consume media a lot less. They used to listen to the radio a lot less. They used to watch TV a lot less. They used to look at magazines less than they, because it was less accessible. Whereas when you're on your phone, you can open up your phone and look at Instagram. You can look at Twitter. You can look at TikTok. You can go and read articles. You can go and look at magazines. Like you can look at anything at any given time very easily. Whereas before that, there was exposure to media sources, but people were participating in them far less because they weren't on their phones. They didn't have their phones to check up on what's going on when they're in the line at the supermarket or when they're waiting at the doctor's office or when they're lying in bed. Like there was less ease in participating in the media, I guess. So the growth of a trend from the consumers after the point of the introduction took a little bit longer because things didn't move as fast because people weren't consuming media as frequently. Back in the day though, the life cycle was still the same. It would still hit its peak and it would still decline and it would still be out of fashion. The whole life cycle was the same. The only difference was it just took a lot longer to happen. As I just explained, the introduction took longer. The growth took a lot longer. 
hitting its peak took a lot longer. The decline happened slower and it fully phased out after a longer period of time. This simply being because word just used to spread a lot slower. Whereas now that we have social media and we have our phones and we're texting each other all the time and we're talking about stuff all the time and we're seeing so much more content, especially with TikTok, the process of a trend has just continually sped up more and more until now where I feel like we've reached a point that the trend cycle happens so fast that I don't know what's going to happen. It can't go any faster. So what's going to happen? This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. The trend cycle nowadays is like somebody, it could be anybody, posts about something on TikTok. That TikTok goes viral. A bunch of people order it possibly within less than a week. Everybody gets the product within maybe two weeks. It hits its peak within probably two weeks. And then by the end of the month, it's out of fashion. Like that is how quickly trends happen now. Whereas before it was over the span of months and possibly even years. I think one interesting point was that back in the day, trends kind of had to be decided by celebrities and things like that. Celebrities were the only people that were highly visible by the people. And so what the celebrities were doing used to very heavily dictate the trends and pretty much solely dictate the trends. A kid sitting next to you in math class couldn't start a trend because they didn't have the reach to start a trend. They could maybe start a trend throughout your school, they could start like a micro trend, but they couldn't start a worldwide trend. Pretty much the only people who could do that prior to now were 
celebrities. Whereas now, anyone, any trend can go viral. It doesn't need to stem from a celebrity. Anybody who has a phone can now start a trend, right? And this means that there's millions more chance of a trend starting because you might be scrolling through your explore page on Instagram or your TikTok for you page and see some random person that you don't know that is not necessarily a celebrity doing something that you think is cool. And you might like the photo, you might like the TikTok, and you might start doing that yourself. Well, the chance of somebody else stumbling upon the same photo and doing the same thing is highly likely because the circulation of content on the internet is so vast and wide that things can just go viral so quickly. And the algorithm knows too. Like that's another thing that I think feeds the trend cycle is that the algorithm knows when something's gaining traction. So then it'll start to push it to more people that the algorithm believes will find interest in a certain thing. So that's why shit can spread so quickly without it stemming from a celebrity. It does not need to stem from a celebrity anymore. And that makes the whole process so much less controlled. Back in the day, it was all controlled by the media, by like the radio stations, the TV shows, the magazines. It was all based on that. Whereas now, the root inspiration of a trend is like virtually impossible to trace sometimes. For a long time, the trend cycle was really fast. You know, it was, it was like, you see something, you like it, you think about buying it. Maybe a month later, you end up caving and you buy it. And then like six months later, it's stale. And that's pretty quick. But now I feel like we're at a point where it's so fast that by the time you buy something, it's already stale. I'm going to use the example of this one dress. It was like this one green dress that went viral on TikTok. I don't know if you know what dress I'm talking about, but it doesn't really matter because it's more serving as a symbol rather than, you know, you don't need to know the context of the dress to understand what I'm saying here. There was this green dress and it's a very cute dress, right? It's very cute. Fair enough. It went viral on TikTok because... Everybody was buying it. A lot of celebrities were wearing it. And then a lot of people on TikTok started buying it and unboxing it. And that's when it really, really went viral. And then a bunch of people bought this dress. And then by the time it came in the mail, everybody on TikTok was already talking about how this dress was stale and that this dress is like not the thing anymore. And this whole thing happened in under a month. The dress blowing up and then the dress just dying down and becoming out of fashion completely. The whole process happened so quickly that by the time majority of people actually got the dress, it was no longer cool to wear it. And then they were like, what do I do? I think another reason why the trend cycles happen so fast now is because of how quickly things can be shipped as well. Because it used to be that it took some time for things to be shipped to your home. If you saw something in a magazine or somewhere, TV, radio, whatever, you saw something or heard about something that you wanted to buy, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to whip out my phone and Google it and then find it and then order it. It wasn't like that. It was like, oh, 
I need to go to the mall and I need to try to find it. Maybe it's sold out. Bummer. I'm going to have to wait until next week when they restock. Or it was like, oh, you know, I need to mail in an ordering slip so that I can order this product through the mail. There was no like ordering online before. Ordering online has sped up the trend cycle single-handedly, probably by 50%. No, maybe even more. I don't know. I'm not good at stats. I didn't take statistics in high school. But like it's definitely sped the whole process up because not only can you now order things from pretty much anywhere as long as you have your phone on you, but also things come so quickly. You can get something to your house in sometimes as fast as 12 hours if you order within the ordering window. Like I've been checking out on websites and see a little bar pop up that says order within the next three hours and you'll receive by tomorrow morning. Like that's insane. You know, like that speed is insane. And so that's another reason why these trend cycles are just moving quicker and quicker is that like you can just get stuff so fast. Listen, here's the thing. All of this to say, everything feels stale now. Everything, every trend feels stale now. It almost feels like nothing feels new. Nothing feels exciting. I remember when I was growing up and a new trend would pop up. It would feel so new, so fresh, so exciting. And I I would get this like feeling that I just needed this one thing. And recently, I feel like that feeling has gone completely away. Material items have lost their allure for me personally. And I think it's probably happening to a lot of other people too, because I think a lot of people are starting to realize that number one, it's only going to last for maybe a month, whatever this trend is. And number two, there's only so many inventions of trends that can happen before innovation runs out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like there's been any new trends recently that have felt innovative to me. I haven't seen anything pop up where I'm like, ooh, this is new and fresh. Everything either feels like it's trying too hard to be a trend or it feels like it's just a revival of a trend that's already happened and that can either be really corny or it can be cute but not that exciting because it doesn't feel new at all. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like anything feels new and fresh. I started feeling this probably a year ago, this feeling of staleness and like just absolute discouragement about self-expression as a whole. I, I really hit this point as an individual like a year ago, where I was like, I don't even want to participate in the trend cycles of anything anymore because everything just feels boring and stale. I especially felt this with like my appearance. So that being like clothing and hair and makeup, like I especially felt it there because for my whole life, I've always loved participating in the trend cycle, whether it's following the trend cycle or it's completely rejecting the trend cycle. I've always loved the fact that it's there. Um, And it's always fascinated me and excited me. And whether it's like trying to start a new trend within my smaller community or it was following a trend that I saw and 
enjoying it that way. Like I've just always loved that part of our culture. And about a year ago, I was like, I hate it now. I don't want to be a part of it at all. I don't, I don't want to try to start a new trend. And I also don't want to participate in the existing trends. Like I just don't care anymore. Like I hate all of it. And I honestly had this moment where I was like, I kind of want to be like a minimalist when it comes to the overall style and expression of my life. Like I wanted to get rid of everything I owned and just own like a pair of red Converse, a pair of Doc Martens, two pairs of Levi's and a bunch of different white t-shirts, maybe a long sleeve, maybe a short sleeve and then maybe a tank top and then maybe like one gray hoodie. Like I was like, that's all I want. I don't want to wear anything else. I don't care about self-expression anymore. It's so oversaturated. It's so boring. If you're on trend, then you can expect to be not cool in about a month. And if you're not following the trend and you're trying to, you know, start a new trend, good luck because trying to do something that hasn't already been a trend within the past two years is like virtually impossible because everything has come and gone so rapidly that almost every trend that's ever existed, it feels, has happened within the span of two years. I don't know if that's dramatic or just like me feeling that way, but it almost felt impossible to do anything right. It felt impossible to be cool in a way, like to to feel unique at all because it felt like everything had already been done. It was like impossible to do anything new or to participate in a trend in a way that felt exciting. It just was weird. It was just weird. It was like everything felt stale. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Unlike this podcast, some things in life should be boring, like banking, because boring is pragmatic and responsible, level-headed and wise. All the things that you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for red carpets not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money. Because when your money is doing what you need it to do, you can do all the unboring things you want to do with it. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Adidas. Whether you're a professional athlete or lacing up a pair of sneakers for the first time, everyone feels pressure, okay? For me, it started when I was a young tween. There were a lot of pressures that I experienced as a cheerleader, not only from coaches, but also from within. You want to be good because you're like, if I'm not, then what am I doing with all this time that I'm dedicating to this thing? The only problem was, even though I did well under the pressure, the pressure still made me miserable and it made me anxious. But it wasn't until I got older that I realized that sports should be where you escape pressure, not feel it. For me now, it's less about perfection and being the best, and it's more about doing what feels good and what makes me happy. With the right mindset, you can beat anything, including pressure. You got this. Visit adidas.com slash you got this to learn more. But then more recently, I've started to feel excited about self-expression again, about wearing clothes that are, you know, a little bit unique, not just wearing a uniform every day that's like jeans and a t-shirt and blah, blah, blah. Like I've started to feel excited about 
expressing myself again, doing my makeup in unique ways. I recently like bleached my hair and chopped it short, like whatever. I, I like, I've been excited about that whole world of it all. You know, the whole self-expression world of it all. I think where it came from was I got to this point where I actually stopped paying attention to the trend cycles altogether. And instead I started making decisions based on nothing but what I like, okay? So instead of going shopping with trends in mind, like I used to, I used to go shopping and I used to make aesthetic decisions, if you will, based on what the trend was. So if I liked the trend, I would participate in the trend. I would buy the things that went along with that trend. And if I didn't like the trend, then I would do the complete opposite and I would reject it completely and go 180 degrees and try to like, do something completely the opposite of the trend. But I always had the trend in mind. Whereas now, I have completely shut out what the trends are. I have just stopped looking altogether. And so when I go shopping, or when I decide to get a haircut, or whenever I'm making some sort of decision with my self-expression, I'm going strictly based off what I like. Just what I like. That's it. I'm not thinking about anything else. I don't even know what's trendy right now. Like if somebody were to ask me like, Emma, what's trendy right now? I actually don't know what's trendy right now. Pretty much everything and nothing all at the same time. So I'm making decisions based off of my own personal taste that I've developed over the course of my life. And I'm trying to choose things that I feel like I'm going to like for a long time. A really fun way to do this is to buy vintage because when you go into a vintage store, there's no trend racks. There's no bias of like, you know, what the trend is right now. What what you find at a vintage store could be a trend from fucking 70 years ago. You know what I mean? And then you might buy something else that was a trend 20 years ago. And then you might buy something that was never really a trend. It's just fucking weird. Like you, you find a little bit of everything. And I think when you take trends from the past and you mix and match them, only then are you really truly doing your own thing. And listen, this is not to say that there's anything wrong with following trends. I, I've followed trends many times in my life. I'm probably following trends without even realizing it right now. But because trends have lost their distinction and have lost their excitement in order for self-expression to be exciting again it has to just come from the heart whatever you're doing just has to come from the heart it can't come from this desire to fit in because unfortunately the desire to fit in is rarely going to be met anymore if you want to fit in nowadays you have to move so fast that it's virtually impossible so in order to be excited about expressing yourself, I think you have to go and kind of do your own thing. You have to just base your choices on what excites you and that's it. Because I really think that the distinct trends that we once experienced in history are over. I don't think that the trend cycle can last much longer. I think that the way that it occurs is going to change a lot. I think that the trend cycle that we discussed earlier is never going to fully go away, but I think that it's it's going to be less powerful than it once was 
because I think people are going to start to realize that it's just impossible to keep up. And so instead of trying to keep up, I think that we're going to see that instead of there being 10 big trends of a decade, there are going to be hundreds of trends every decade. And I think this is actually really cool because I think that this is going to force people to be a little bit more thoughtful about the trends that they follow. I think that instead of hopping on to every single trend that comes out, people are going to be a little bit more picky and a little bit more choosy about what trends that they decide to follow, which will result in a lot more diversity in what clothes people are wearing, what types of foods people are eating, the ways that people are doing their makeup, the ways that people are doing their hair. There's going to just end up being so many more different micro trends because when the whole world decides to follow one trend, it just gets stale too quickly. I think people are going to start making decisions more thoughtfully because I think that we got to a point where everybody was just trying to follow trends so rapidly that they were just ordering cheap, badly made pieces of clothing and hair products and this and that just so that they could follow the trend in time and could afford it. Because the other thing is, if you want to follow the trend cycle, it's expensive unless you're buying cheaply made shitty stuff, right? So it's like, I think a lot of people right now are left with a bunch of cheaply made shitty stuff in their closet that's now out of fashion. And I think everyone's kind of waking up like, wait a minute, this is not fun. This is not going to work. We can't do this. I hope to see people wait longer before they decide to follow a trend. And when they do, go and try to find it in a thrift store. Go and try to find it in a vintage store. Order, you know, a high quality version of whatever this trend is, something that's going to last you for 10 years. And buy something that is less of a trend and is more just something that excites you and that you might even wear for years to come. You know, I think that this is a really exciting opportunity for us all to feel a little bit more individual again, maybe, because it's not as easy to be cool and in style as it once was. It almost feels like what's cool and in style nowadays is doing something different. Like the only time I see an outfit or a hairstyle and I'm like, damn, that's really cool, is if it's something that's uniquely that person. And the way that they're doing it, the way that they're rocking it is like completely them. That's the only time I ever see someone and I'm like, that's badass. And that's the only time I feel cool is when I kind of mix and match stuff from various different decades and whatever and make it my own. That's the only time I ever feel like I'm expressing myself properly and it's exciting to me. I don't know, you guys. I don't know if anything that I just said made sense. But I think that the trend cycle is no longer working in the way that it once was. And I think that this is a really exciting opportunity for all of us to kind of go our own way because it's never been more appreciated to go your own way. Because in all honesty, like, that's the most sustainable option is to do your own thing. Because if you're doing your own thing, that'll never get old. And if you're like, you know what, fuck all of this. I don't even want to participate in any form of like 
self-expression when it comes to, you know, my appearance or whatever. I just want to like exist. I don't really want to deal with this. Then ditch the whole thing altogether. That's another thing that I think a lot of people are probably going to end up doing. They're just going to be like, you know what? I just want to pick out a daily uniform, same pair of jeans, same pair of shoes, same, you know, type of shirt, same type of jacket every day. Fuck it. I'm just going to wear the same thing every day. And I don't even want to try to like go outside of the box or follow the trend or do anything. I don't want to participate in that thing at all. I just want to do my own thing and do it every day and just ignore it. Ignore the whole thing altogether. Then great. But I think that that's the only way at this point. I think you either have to create a uniform for yourself that you wear every single day or you take the trends that you like from today, you take the trends that you like from years past and you combine it into your own funky thing that you love. That's the only way to fully like stand out nowadays because following the trends is just not going to do it. You just can't keep, nobody can keep up anymore. And maybe at some point there just won't even be trends at all. Maybe at a certain point, all the trend cycles will die. And instead of there being these distinct trends, it's just going to become a thing where it's like your bucket of styles to choose from is everything that's ever happened. Every single trend that's ever happened, every single type of, every single piece of clothing that's ever been created. Instead of it being like, oh, this isn't cool anymore. It's like, no, nothing is really cool or not cool anymore. It's all just in this big melting pot of everything that's ever been worn and created. That's the bucket to choose from because there's been so many trends and because it's sped up to a life cycle that's so fast and short that now there's no such thing as one individual piece being cool or not cool anymore. Everything's just in a neutral position and the way that you mix and match everything determines whether or not it's cool based on just how you rock it. Maybe it's going to become something like that where it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, you guys, this was my third and final episode about the culture shift that's happening. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, go check them out. First one is about social media. Second one is about celebrity culture. Um, go, go check it out if you want. This little three-part series has been very fun for me. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you did, let me know. Tweet at me. Send me a DM on Instagram. The Instagram is at Anything Goes, and the Twitter is at AG Podcast. Follow Anything Goes on any platform that you stream podcasts. Leave a review if you feel like it. Check out my coffee company, ChamberlainCoffee.com. I'm unfortunately in a hotel right now, and I don't have any of my own coffee left. It's seriously bumming me out. I might have to order some to my hotel. Is that extra? Maybe. Might do it anyway. Anyway, thank you guys for listening and hanging out. I love and appreciate all of you so much. And we'll talk in the next episode. Love ya.